Greg and Mare. They're so funny. And I can listen with my kids in the car. Good, clean, fun to start your day. 94.9 is awesome. What is a grimace? Do you know what this is? Do you know what a grimace is? Uh, I thought it was kind of like a frown or an angry look on your face. Grimace. No, grimace from McDonald's. There's been a secret that's been released. Allegedly. The big purple blob of a character. Yeah, that he is a taste bud. <laughs> and when you look at him, I kind of think it's its not a rumor, I feel like. I feel like it's the truth. That, that has got to be the oddest Muppet of all time, the taste bud. <laughs> Who came up with that? Right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I think it's real. I mean, all these years... I've been looking at Grimace. Grimace is my favorite one, the big purple blob. All these and, years, you've been looking at him. Yeah, and I thought, like, I like him, right? I mean, uh-huh. think about since we're little. Grimace has been there forever, sure, right? yeah. Freaks me out a little bit now, though. Not going to lie. It, it is a little strange, yeah. though, that he's yeah. supposed to be something that lives on your tongue. Yeah, feels a little off. <laughs> and he's so big, but, but he's he lives not, on your tongue. I mean, to me, except thank you. He's bigger than Ronald McDonald, you know? The Hamburglar, I got that. Grimace, I didn't get. But what about other, like, weird mascots? I mean, does Flo freak you out? No, I like Flo. From you Progressive. like Flo? Okay. Some of the commercials more than others, but yeah. Yeah, You know, I mean, I could see her being freaky. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like is uh, the Noid from Domino's Pizza. Oh. Remember the Noid? Yeah, yeah. that's a little, a little weird. It, it's a little weird, though. Like, who comes up with that? He's a little creepy. I mean, annoyed. what is he supposed to be? Like, do we know what he's supposed to be? Cheese? He's the, I mean, he's he's the pizza spoiler. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Seven seven five zero nine four nine. Creepy mascots this morning. That's where we're at. Good morning. You know who's creepy? Remember the uh, Super Bowl commercial a few years ago, Baby Monkey Boy? Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was weird. I did not like that commercial. No, I don't oh, remember no. that. Wasn't that uh, Mountain Dew? I think it was Mountain Dew. Yeah. It's yeah. bad that we remember, like, what what the little product. logo thing was, yeah. Yeah. but we don't remember the product always. It reminds me, because you said baby, of the dancing baby in Ellie McBeal. Oh, that, that was, was also creepy. Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> creepy. No, baby monkey boy. He's, yeah. like, the top. Yeah. And, and the other that thing, guy guys, the, the other creepy, anything from Poltergeist, that, li- that little woman with her voice, like, go to the well, I think that was meant to be creepy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the clowns, it gave so you're many people a free clown. Now you're crossing streams. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thanks for listening this morning. It's 94.9 Mix FM. I'll tell you what else is creepy. There's that, like, can't remember the product, but they're they're out there, Lamisil or something like that, to try and fix your yellowed cracked toenails and they've got this little digger character there's they do who who lifts up yeah he lifts up the toenail and he climbs underneath it and he's like i mean listen i don't know if you've ever seen someone with really bad fungus my brother like had to get on yeah it's toenail fungus that's it he had to get on like the antibiotics the oral it was so bad i thought they were gonna have to cut off his foot and he didn't care he sent me pictures every day (laughs) that's disgusting so when i hear there's a little like guy Uh. that goes in there it makes sense there's like layers or something yeah it's disgusting. <laughs> just like the Mucinex guy. Oh, you know, yeah. He's disgusting, too. Well, well, first of all, Greg, I, I wanted to let you know I agree with you on the, the, the little um, 
uh, mucinex booger. That is just the creepiest thing of all. They got like a whole family it. of them. Yeah. Is that yeah, a booger? I mean, you know. Is that a booger or is that the thing you like hack up? I don't know. I just I don't know. Like I, I said that you guys sat around a conference room table and said snot would be the best way to market your product, but whatever. <laughs> <I know>. um, <laughs> but but, but the one yeah. the, the, the one that I don't rem- the one that I don't care for, I, and I guess they stopped doing it because I don't even know if they're in business anymore. I haven't seen one in a long time. But I know. do you remember Quiznos the sandwich shop? They had like these rats doing these commercials. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> Quiznos, by the way, delicious. I'm Toast, so good. Toasted subs. Love it. And you're right. Yeah, there were rats great. doing the commercials. Are fantastic. <laughs> I would be in Quiznos every. Like it was like a like a once or twice a week thing for me, but uh, I just remember thinking to myself from a marketing standpoint, it's like you know, the the, the health department doesn't like rats. Why would you put them in your commercial? <laughs> That's so good. I mean, I do think of oh, this, man. and and any time that I think I'm not good enough for a job, I have to think there's people around a conference room table like thinking of these things, and we could probably come up with better. That's all I'm saying. Oh. Or, or there's a boss that's coming up with these things and everybody's afraid of them. They go, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea, boss. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah the man. group mentality. I'll tell you the scariest character, like mascot for any company, Jared the Subway Guy. Well, <laughs> now, now, you know. Before we talk any 9-11 stuff, I have to say Vin Diesel's going all dad bod. <laughs> Really breaking news. <laughs> this just in. This just in. Vin Diesel's letting himself go. Hey, dad bods are still in. You were showing me mannequins that they have. I can't believe there are now mannequins of like tubby, tubby mannequins. No, no head. You know, like mannequins, they don't even bother putting the head on anymore. Right. And it's like these shirts, you know, an athletic shirt. And and it's got a little pouch up front. A little. Well, where the where the guys, you know, the mannequin's gut is pushing it out. And I thought, yeah. okay. You know the unhealthy beer belly that men get when they're like 40-something? Yeah. You know, my brother, it, it could have been my brother, but one of my friends posted. I think that's what you said. Is that yeah. my brother's body? It looks just like him. <laughs> but one of my friends posted that picture of the, you know, dad bod mannequins. Yeah. And he said, I should get residuals for this, that they're using my body. <laughs> And I thought that was funny. Like, ha Right. <laughs> you know. Finally, it's coming around. I mean, when are they going to do that with, like, the mom gut? Like, really? Because, honestly, I look at the mannequins, and that's not my body. I wish it was. But the Renaissance chicks. I am ch- chicks. more. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, use that for the clothes, like, when you walk by. The Renaissance Do you know what I mean? Like, that's more real. Yeah. Well, of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they are starting to use more real shapes on those mannequins. It's pretty interesting to see that. I mean, they say they're real. Well, they're definitely not the the chiseled look that you see when you go to like Dillard's or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Macy's, all these stores that have, you know, the mannequins are like cut out of stone. <laughs> Nobody looks like that. Right. Although when I look at the clothes, I go, oh, that's a good looking shirt. I should try that on. Like, I think you need to market it to look really cool. Otherwise, I probably don't want it to try that's it on. That's true. If I see myself over there, I'm like, oh, that doesn't I look I mean, good. this is why, like, Meg Ryan, I always hated her because she was so, like, so cute, so cute and thin that yeah. every piece of clothing bagged on her perfect. And I noticed that with my three-year-old little chiseled boy who has, like, an eight-pack of abs. Yeah. I mean, he's three, and he has, like, abs. Well, that dude is running nonstop. Yeah, he's I mean, there's 
there's zero body fat on that kid. <laughs> and like every piece of clothing is it just falls so cute on him. Yeah. Because right? I know. Have you have you found a piece of clothing that looks bad on him yet? No. No, no. But when you get the baby that's like, you know, the roly poly, that's so cute too. You have to like get the really stretchy onesies because there's just nothing that's like really, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, she's wearing a 12 T. <laughs> oh man, I have a friend whose baby is like 6 months and she's wearing a T. He's wearing a 3 T. Isn't that crazy? He is the chunkiest but uh, He's the Michelin man. Oh, yeah. it's so cute. It's adorable. Yeah. Oh, I'm a failure because I haven't got a brain. It's time for our Friday morning if you only had a brain file, see which of these three stories you think deserves the biggest loser trophy this week, okay? Story number one, a 46-year-old woman from Chicago missed her flight home to Fort Lauderdale Monday, and instead of booking another flight, mm-hmm. she made a bomb threat when she found out the plane had already left the gate. Reminds me of college. I don't know why. There's always bomb threats, you know? Oh my gosh. It's not clear if she was trying to delay the plane, hoping like they'd let her on board or something, or if she was just angry and taking out retribution, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But JetBlue had to evacuate all the passengers out on to the tarmac. I'm glad they did the that. the plane for explosives. I know, but at the same time, really? <laughs> the woman with her was her husband. Uh, the woman was with her husband and her son when this happened. What's her name, Karen? Oh, <laughs> Her family says she was worried the boy would miss school the next day, and that's why she did it. Okay. I know when we're at the airport, our lives are more important than everyone else's, we think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she spent the night in jail, so she definitely didn't get her boy to school on time the next day. You do not want to be in the Cook County Jail, let me tell you. Dude, your mom's the bomb. (laughs) Story number two, I know. You never want to be the last one to the getaway car, and here's why. Three women in Edwardsville, Illinois, stole a bunch of clothes from a Nike store Saturday. Yeah. But the last one to the getaway car couldn't get in because the first two women panicked, put the car in drive... That auto locked the car's doors. The third woman was left standing there as cops pulled up and her friends sped away. Oh, no. (laughs) She tried to run on foot, but swoosh, police caught her just like that. I mean, it's Edwardsville, Illinois. If you've been there, you would understand. Well, and surprise, surprise, there was already a warrant for this woman's arrest. Oh, no. For previous theft charges. Yes. No surprise yet. And uh, story number three, it's amazing how many people think they're important enough to be spied on. <laughs> of course, doing a bunch of drugs doesn't usually help with the no. paranoia. A 28-year-old man in Lancaster, PA, was convinced someone had taken apart the CD player in his car and reworked it with cameras to watch his every move. He desperately needed help, but didn't trust the cops in his own town, so he drove four hours across the state of Pennsylvania to a police station in Punxsutawney, asked them for help. Oh, no. As soon as he told the officers there about the CD player, they knew he was high on drugs. Turned out he also hadn't slept in several days. Yeah, that'll do it. Police inspected the CD player, which turned out to be just fine, of course. And that's when they found the meth since he'd let them into his car. Oh, no. I mean, these days, a brain file without a meth story is like a day without sunshine. That's right. right that's right. <laughs> so who's this week's biggest loser? Is it story number one, bomb mom? Oh, I like that. Story number two, swoosh, they got her at the Nike store. <laughs> or story number three, CD good, meth bad. 
You know, I really want to go with Bomb Mom because of the name, but I'm going with number three, the dude. Oh, oh. yeah, any drugs and <laughs> paranoia? Uh uh-uh. uh. Just the math never works it out for people. Doesn't. You notice that? Don't yeah. do it. If they only had, had a, a brain. brain. Getting closer to the 20th anniversary tomorrow of the uh, 9-11 attacks in New York and Washington and Shanksville, Pennsylvania. And as we get close to it, we don't want to dwell in it. We've already lived through all of that sadness, but there are special stories that we continue to hear 20 years later. 20 years later. I mean, I never knew about. Think about you 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really have much together then. (laughs) It was a long (laughs) long time time. ago, but you're right. We don't want to forget. We don't want to forget. So uh, Kelly Maslin is uh, one of our Tucson friends who has a special connection to New York and 9-11. She's going to tell you her story. I grew up in western New York, so New York City has always been kind of like a special place for me. And I grew up as a Yankees fan um, and had the opportunity to see them at Yankee Stadium for the first time on September 8th, uh, 2001. Um, So my sister and I went to New York and got to see the Yankees beat the Red Sox. It was a (laughs) glorious day. Sorry. Not okay. funny. Uh, <laughs> it's like a dagger through my heart, um, Kelly. I know. <laughs> um, but it was it was just a beautiful weekend, and the weather couldn't have been more perfect. And we spent so much time walking around the city, exploring everything. And uh, the day we went to leave, we went to the Brooklyn Bridge and walked across it. And we had, I, ironically, talked about going to the top of the World Trade Center um, to view the city, but we didn't have enough time. Um, so we just, you know, walked around uh, the southern part of the city. I flew back on September 10th, um, and the next morning, my sister, who lived in Denver at the time, called me and said, turn on your TV. And I said, what channel? She said, it doesn't matter which channel. Oh, my God. Um, and that's when the second plane hit the second tower, and we were just frozen in place, you know, just watching uh, like the rest of the people in America, wondering what was going on. It was a very surreal experience. So the day before 9-11, you're literally standing there in front of the World Trade Center thinking about, oh, maybe we go up there tomorrow. And instead you get on a plane and fly back to Tucson. Right, right. You know wow. how many people that that just gave me chills. They like, missed their plane. Yeah. They were there. They had the opposite story of you. Yeah, right. I listen to you, Mayor, a lot about those moments where you know if you do one thing, this could happen, and always look for those signs. And um, I always wonder if if there was a opportunity to stay that extra day, if we would had not seen those signs. Yeah. Every year at this time, you know, I think about the city and the people who live there and what they went through and how how horrifying it would have been to actually be there. And I was so grateful to have gotten home that day before and uh, been with family and friends um, and not have been in the city. Yeah, for most people in New York and Washington and you know, the, the flight attendants and the flight crews and all those people. It was just another day. Everybody was just going to work just like the day before. You never know what's going to happen, right. do you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to enjoy every day and live. As my daughter keeps reminding me of the Kung Fu Panda, you know, 
The past <laughs> is history. The future is a mystery, but live in the present from Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. She's right. She's right. It's absolutely true. You, you never know what can happen. We are remembering September 11th and the 20th anniversary tomorrow, but we're also having fun along the way, too. We've still got U of A football tickets to give away yeah, coming up. That is right. You know, having fun is... So essential. I think we realize after the past, more and more, right? you know, we had 9-11 and then we've had the past, you know, almost two years, really one and a half years. And it's time to really just get in the good zones because you don't know what tomorrow brings. Yeah, you really right. just don't. So we'll have another good zone moment for you yes. coming up at 640 with the daily intention. We've got uh, 652 Pop Q on the way. Just the lots to get to. Our Friday song, Good Stuff This Morning with 94.9 Mix FM, including you. We want to hear from you this morning at 775-0949 because our segment right now is coming up mm-hmm. in about 10 minutes. And we'd love to hear like the big thing going on in your world right this second. What's that big thing, Greg? I'm excited about the U of A football game tomorrow. Yeah, we got a brand gonna- new coach. Be well, you're going to be in like a suit on the field. I don't know if I if I have to wear. I, I'm going to try and not wear the suit. What tomorrow. are you going to wear? Well, you know, I'll dress nice. I'll wear like a collared shirt. They always want the university wants me to wear like a a suit or you know be dressed nice down on the sideline to introduce the pride of Arizona for pregame and halftime yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But I got to tell you, tomorrow's going to be like 103 yeah. degrees. I mean, I know it'll be pregame. It won't be quite that hot. It's still going to be hot. Difference between men and women. If I was in your situation, I'd be going to the store tonight yeah. till closing time. Yeah, I'm not doing that. And trying to find the perfect thing and then still feel uncomfortable on the field because it's 10,000 degrees, you know, right. in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to wear the suit. Rico Suave, I, I hope you post a photo on, on Facebook so we can see. Listen, I'm going to be busy. You're too busy to take photos. Do you remember? That, that listener saw you and called you Rico Suave? Yes, I remember. And then we put your face yeah, on Rico Suave's body. Do you remember <laughs> that goodness? Like, it doesn't get better than that. So that's apparently <laughs> in my future. Uh-huh. What's going on with you? Oh. You gotta be right now. Right now. I need you right now. 775-0949. Let's start with Jeremy, is it? What's going on with you right now, man? We have open tryouts for the Tucson Thunder football team this weekend. Wait, what's what's the name of the team? The Tucson Thunder. Tucson Thunder. Tucson. Outdoor football? Yes, we are a semi-pro tackle football league. Um, we play with the Arizona Cactus Football League out of Phoenix. It's not flag football, Greg. This oh. is like the real deal here in Tucson. Well, I'm not playing that. I love that we have a team. Where do you guys play? At Kino North stadium that's cool greg no really you should try out can you kick the ball try out for what water boy can you you kick the ball i could probably break my leg out there that's what i think i could do we are looking for 18 and up uh and we are actively looking for players coaches trainers influencers hype team members you name it we are searching for it Uh, i'm gonna sleep in you said the tryouts are (laughs) tomorrow morning Saturday morning at 8 o'clock, Quincy Douglas Park. Oh, Quincy Douglas Park. Okay, so if you want to go follow your football playing dreams, semi-pro Tucson Thunder, go yeah. get it. 18 and older. And women, P.S. Women can play too? Women can play too. And we've seen some women kickers, right? Didn't one get to the NFL or something or almost? <laughs> or college at college, least? Yeah. College, yeah. College. So. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I mean, just like I'm free throw champion of Mix <laughs> FM. 
Here's the have thing. you seen my spiral? Oh, jeez. Yes, I have. <laughs> I was going to say, I was, I was going to give the credit to you so you wouldn't have to hurt your arm patting yourself on the back uh, again. <laughs> they Mer- need me. Mary can actually throw a ball pretty well. <laughs> Maybe you should go try out. I know. I was thinking the same. Seven seven five zero nine four nine for whatever's going on with you right now. Let's go to John. What's going on, dude? On a on a on a serious note, a bit of a somber note. You're talking about 9/11. You know, I know that the events that took place in Tucson was on January 8th, but Christina Taylor Green was one of the few people that were actually born on that date on 2001. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to think about, she would have been 20 years old today, and think about where her life would have led. Because she, at such a young age, when she went to meet Gabriel Giffords that day. She already has such a, a, a path on what she wanted to do in life, and it was amazing for someone that age to be like that. And um, I'm sure she still will always be missed. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Her mom, uh, Roxanne Taylor, uh, Roxanne Green, was talking about, you know, when she was pregnant and going through all of that stuff with us. And you'll hear it right now. Here it is. She was supposed to be born on the 10th. I was told, well, you know, you arrive early and you'll have your baby by lunch. And Christina, the strong, stubborn uh-huh. gal that she was, <laughs> wasn't going to have that, you know, right. even with double Pitocin. Oh. So uh, she arrived on the 11th. She arrived on the 11th on instead. The 11th. Yeah. And made history pretty much in her young life. She did some pretty cool things. Yeah. Born on September 11th. 2001. And yeah. then have... All that happened. Yeah. I mean, some things I really believe are connected, unfortunately. Yeah. Fortunately, I don't know. No, maybe. But all the people who have birthdays, anniversaries, 9-11, thinking of you, you're going to make it good. This is your year. Yes. Daily Intentions with Greg and Mayer. Well, today's September 10th, okay, and we have how much longer of the year, and I know it's been a rougher year than a lot of people thought it would be. Sure, right? yeah. So what can we do to change it and make this is a pretty decent year. We still have some time. That's all I'm saying. We got like a last-ditch effort. Lottery tickets? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So a few things for you. You can't keep getting mad at people for sucking the life out of you if you keep giving them the straw. And you have to, mm. at some point, look at that. People pleasers of the world, you know exactly what she's oh, talking about. Oh, my god! You know. And I know that we all might have family or people close to us that have bad situations or whatever, but we have those people who will never change. They just can't. Like, their brain can't change. And you got to find a way just to to deal with them in, like, the best light that you can. Maybe sort of compartmentalize them a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so just remember life. It's pretty simple. Drink your water, take your vitamins, do a little physical activity and stay away from toxic stuff. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Very simple. That's a good tip. Yes. Stay out of the sludge of toxicity. Thank you. Yeah. A little daily intention to start your morning in a positive way here on 94.9 Mix FM because life isn't easy. We all need reminders. We need helpers along the way. We do. And let's go for okay. this. I mean, we got like a couple of months left, right? September, October, November, December. Uh-huh. Like, uh, three and a half. Okay. This last quarter, let's get it done. You want to make a good push to the end yes. here of 2021? Yes, please. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Let's end on a positive note. We got some time to do it. Okay. And, you know. Not to harp on the, the obvious, but with 9-11 tomorrow, it just reminds you that no days are guaranteed. That's true. So we got to get to living. Okay. 94.9 Mix FM. It's Greg and Mayor. What's your name? 
Callie. Callie, let's play the game. Our 652 Pop Q. Ready? Yes. Question number one. Filming of the final season of NBC's hit TV show, This Is Us, is underway. The show's creator posted a picture of stars Mandy Moore and Milo Ventimiglia playing their roles as Jack and Rebecca Pearson with a caption saying, Last First Day. On This Is Us, how many children do the Pearsons have? Well, they have three on the show, but technically they do have four. I was going to say, is that a trick question? Us thinking the same. Yeah. Exactly. You're thinking the four is the, the baby who didn't make didn't it. Make it. Yeah. Passed away. Right. Yeah, yeah. She, they had four. Oh, well, we'll accept uh, right. either of those answers, but really we were looking for the big three, <laughs> right of course. Yes. <laughs> hey, you right got on. it. You're a real one. That was very good. Yeah, you yeah. obviously know the show. <laughs> Question number two, Callie. The celebrity cast for the new season of Dancing with the Stars has been announced. It includes Cobra Kai sensei Martin Cove, Melanie C., a.k.a. Sporty Spice, 90210 star Brian Austin Green, and YouTube star JoJo Siwa. What is the name of the prize the winning contestant receives on Dancing with the Stars? It is the Mirrorball Trophy. The Mirrorball Trophy. Oh my gosh, great job. Correct. Two for two. Can she make it a perfect three? (laughs) Here's the final question. Director Guy Ritchie's turning 53. Colin Firth turning 61. Aerosmith guitarist Joe Perry, 71. They're all celebrating birthdays today. Which one of them lived with Madonna for a while? Well, I'm hoping it's Guy Ritchie because they have a child together, right? <laughs> they have a couple of children together. That is correct. Did they ever get married? I can't they remember. Okay. Yeah, they were married I for think they like did. eight years. Yeah, they were yeah. together and got married. Eight years. Right. That's the average yes. length of marriage in the United States, which is unbelievable. <laughs> well, they lived in Britain. Remember, Madonna oh, yeah. had to put on That's that right. fake British accent. <laughs> anyway, Callie, you did it. You're so you get it. to pick Yay! your ticket. I'm so excited. You want some U of A tickets to tomorrow night's game or FC Tucson soccer football? Yeah, football. It will have to be the soccer game because my husband's out of town tonight or this weekend. <laughs> and I okay. want him to come. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. You got it. Hang on. We just moved here. Yay. Yay. Awesome. Well, welcome to Tucson. Where are you from? We're from Alaska. Oh, <gasps> I want to go to Alaska. What do you like better? Um, okay, so we have only been here for the short amount of summer so uh-huh. far. Oh yeah, yeah. And well, it has been it has been a huge change for us. So what I'm hearing from people is that you grow to love Tucson once you're here for like a full year. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Because for us, it's like winter a lot of the year, a lot. And that is just too much. And so I'm ready for some warmth. Oh, well, obviously you got it. we're certainly getting that. Yeah. (laughs) Be careful what you wish for. But you're going to love the winter here. If you're tired of cold, you're going to love it. So welcome to town. And thanks for listening to 94.9. Yay. We want to know right now, we're celebrating some good in the world this morning. And the good in the world is right there in your neighborhood. You probably take it for granted all the time. The perk of your neighborhood, the perk of where you live, what is that? Well, first of all, we're in Tucson, so that's a big perk. Uh, That's a winning move right there, just to begin. Got all the suaros and all the beauty, right? But for me, there's something really special in my neighborhood. And it only comes out around September, and it leaves like the first week of November. Oh, no, really? Yes. Is it this? Just say if we show up and press our faces against the, 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 the boxes. Let me out! Let me out! 
Your little guy sure is excited. <laughs> Let me out of the car. Let me out of the car. What are they so excited to go to? Spirit Halloween. <laughs> the store is, I, I tracked it 0.4 miles from my front door. I like that you still drive there. <laughs> we could walk. We could walk, but we go could. there. every. It, it's not open yet. I think it opens tonight. And we drive by Wait a minute. three times a day. So this poor kid, you drug him in well, the car. Well, I think it was supposed to be open already. To Spirit. Yes. You pull in the parking well, lot. Well, they don't. They didn't have a sign at first, so we're just looking and looking. He's all excited. I mean, the kid is exploding with excitement. Are we the first ones? Yeah. Are we? Yeah. Let's let's run up, Chad. Yeah. Got a really good feeling about this. He's got a, Dad's got a really good feeling. Well, Dad's wrong. He's <laughs> like, Spirit Halloween! <laughs> and he has to scream it. He can't just say it. Well, <laughs> Dad's pumping him up. There's like this momentum that's building. The letdown. So that's the big perk in your neighborhood. That's my perk. I also have a Starbucks right there. I'd love some local also, but mm. it's just not there. There's the Target right there. We we have the Quad, as we call it, which is the Panera, the Mod Pizza, the Chipotle, and the Jersey Mike's. You live within walking distance of that? Yeah, we could walk to all that. Jeez, spoiled brat. I know. And we could hike right there. So, all goodness. Yeah. This is why you should live in hashtag Oro Valley. No way, man. 520 What's the What's the perk of living in your neighborhood? What's the perk of where you live? I mean, do you have a neighbor that gets you a discount somewhere? <laughs> That'd be nice. You know, maybe someone who barbecues. Right. Like always throwing the epic block party. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have to do a thing but show up. Yes. Maybe that's the perk of living in your neighborhood. Uh, my perk is my neighbors who will, you know... Watch my kid. <laughs> That's pretty good, too. When Mama's, like, losing it. Mare's got a super perk in her neighborhood. We want to know about the perk in yours. What's yours, Greg? Um, we live basically at the at the base of Catalina Highway. Oh. So anytime you want to go to Mount Lemon. It's super easy piece. It's, it's right there. Yeah, you don't have to drive all the way across town to How get there. How far does it? You know, how long does it take to get to, like, the top? About 40 minutes. Okay. From our house. Yeah, it That's takes me, bad. like, an hour and 20 minutes. I mean, yeah. the the drive across is kind of a pain. Yeah, exactly. Not going to lie. Exactly. Yeah, and then when you. they closed all the restrooms, that was awful. The nice thing for me is, uh, yeah, that was, that was oh. brutal. The yeah. nice thing for me is on those days when we get the snow and uh, and everybody and their brother wants to drive up to Mount Lemon. I can just kind of drive up the road a couple of minutes yeah. and see what the traffic is like. And if they're already backed up past, you know, Snyder and Soldier Trail and all that stuff, I know yeah. we're not getting up there. Do yes. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So that's kind of helpful. 520-775-0949. Callie, uh, tell us about the perk in your neighborhood. We live off of um, like Houghton and Drexel over by like Savano and Sierra Morado. Oh, yeah. Neighborhoods. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a pretty, yeah. pretty spot over there. What yeah, is the like perk it. of living in your neighborhood? Like, oh my goodness, my new neighborhood, the people are super friendly. Like everybody is out walking their dogs. We have two basset hounds and they have just <laughs> fallen in love with everybody in the neighborhood. Oh, see, I couldn't live there cuz I like people. to like lock myself in since, yeah, since COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I mean, anytime you can get out in the neighborhood and, and have, like, nice neighbors around you, that's a good thing. That is that is good uh -huh. if you like neighbors. Right. You know, it just depends if you're social. My husband's the most social human. If you like neighbors. Well, I love neighbors, but I also like sleep. And, yeah, you know. I know you do. Uh, Kelly, what's the perk of living in your neighborhood? 
Well, to start off, everybody pretty much knows everybody else. Everybody watches out for each other. Mm. And we can decorate and put out lights and flowers and stuff. Don't have to worry about them getting stolen or stomped on. So everybody decorates really cool, and you don't have to worry about them disappearing. Oh, now see, oh that's, my gosh. that's big, right? Yes. Because sometimes you put that's stuff out in cute. some neighborhoods and it disappears. I know. I had a friend who her car was outside, okay, and somebody came and stole the tires and put it on bricks. Yeah. <laughs> In her neighborhood. Oh. Not a perk. Not a perk. Not, not a, <laughs> yeah. Not a perk. <laughs> Kelly, that's great. Thank you very much uh-huh. uh, for listening to 94.9 Mix FM. There's some good perks out there. Yeah. You know what? But nothing beats Spirit Halloween. Sorry. I am ready. Bring it. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> Time for our whole enchilada full of interesting things you might want to know about for the weekend. Bring it. I yeah. want to eat enchiladas. Delicious. I know, I know we're going to talk 9-11 stuff uh, coming up, but I do want to talk about Vin Diesel first. Oh, this is very important. Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> he was seen on a yacht in Italy, because he's fancy, with the dad bod. <laughs> I don't know if it's for a role, but you looked at the photo, Greg. It looks like those dad bod mannequins that came out. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, it's like, I look at that, and I, I felt, oh, I feel so, like, it's... Well, listen. It's interesting. <laughs> bodies like you see in the movies yes. don't just happen, okay? And this is the thing that I think we've all realized over the last couple of decades. What you see on the magazine cover, what you see in the movies, what you see in the music videos, people don't really live like that. No. It's like when you stage your house to sell it and the realtor comes over and says, we're going to put in this beautiful leather couch that you don't own. Yeah, yeah. We're going to hang this awesome piece of canvas with art on it yeah. that you don't own. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, I should have stayed in this house. It Gosh, looks good this now. house is awesome. Yeah, well, but you didn't live yeah. in it like that. No, You no. sell it one way, you live in it another, and yeah. that's kind of like our bodies. Yeah, but I do love that they came out with you the know? dad bod mannequin, and they do should too. do that, a mom bod mannequin, because I really... Clothes don't fit me like the mannequin. And it it hurts me like when I walk by and I think, "Mm hmm. Dad bods are hot. (laughs) Keep it going, dads. Yeah. Looking good. Uh, Here are some things now that we've gotten through the important Vin Diesel breaking news. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, In terms of 20th anniversary remembrances of 9-11 tomorrow, of course. September 11th, the annual Tower Challenge Stair Climb featuring military members and first responders will be held inside this year, inside the TCC Arena. Usually it's at Arizona Stadium, but because of the football game tomorrow and all the pregame and all that stuff, they're not doing it there. So this is the event you might remember that honors and remembers those first responders and uh, and, and the climb that they made, 2,071 steps to the top of the World Trade Center towers, those firefighters and and police officers. So it honors them by climbing that many steps. And then the proceeds help out military families and first responder families, which is really important. Starts early in the morning, though, 6.30 sharp. You got to get there, Greg. You got to do it. You going to do it? Uh, I'll be sleeping. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Uh, This is just a little thing. We're already past this here in Tucson. But next year, let's remember, police are warning parents against that whole back-to-school trend where they're holding the sign and it says, my name is this. I'm this year's old. My teacher is blank. I go to this school. Right. Like you're The giving... only thing you haven't given is their social security number at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so uh, they said to the height, weight, identifying like features of your child, uh, maybe not using it. 
um, overly personal information, just don't put it on there yeah. or, or just kind of cover up the sign. But I get it. I use Facebook, not for you or to, you know, just so my mom can maybe see some photos. And so I have the memory because I love when the memories come up. Yeah. So it's tough. I know. Because you want to be able to preserve that stuff and share it with your friends and family, but you do have to be cautious. Yes, exactly. Be cautious. All right, a couple other uh, quick things to do for the weekend in terms of honoring 9-11. There's the Hunger Walk tomorrow benefiting the Community Food Bank of Southern Arizona. Fun, family-friendly, chance for you to get out and get active, help out the food bank, and you can choose a place and your own pace, which is really nice. And then if you go to the U of A San Diego State game at Arizona Stadium tomorrow night, Get there early enough for the pregame show featuring the Pride of Arizona marching band and a special remembrance of 9-11 featuring military service members and first responders. That promises to be uh, a special way to pay tribute. So do that and then root on the cats. It's all going to be good. It always feels good to, like, be places, help people, be part of something. That's right. Yeah, we're still here. Let's live our life. Live life and uh, take care of each other. That's what we're here for. It really is. Meredith has a, a friend and neighbor named Melanie who um, who is from New York and lived not just in the New York area on September 11th, but lived like next door. Yeah, it was attached by like a walkway. So you could actually like walk through the walkway into the Trade Center from the building. Wow. So I got a call on October 11th, which was exactly a month to the day. And they said, you know, you can come into the building. You can bring one person, one suitcase, and you get 15 minutes and you get escorted up by a member of the National Guard because the elevators weren't working because the parts of the building were gone. Like the top half was just gone. Because I don't think people realize how large the implosion was. Like, it wasn't just, like, the trade center fell, but, like, it fell on top of other structures. And, you know, really, you can't grasp the enormity. And, I mean, October 11th, fires were still burning. I mean, it was just unbelievable. A month later, and and the fires were still burning. That's right. We forget that. I mean, it's been 20 years. You could smell the smoke from Harlem. I mean, it was just so immense. Yeah. So anyway, I get there and we have to walk up 32 flights of stairs and I was out of shape and overweight. So that was super fun. (laughs) (laughs) So we get to the top and I had this like little duffel bag with me that I brought and there was just nothing I wanted. I looked around, you know, all the windows were blown out in our building. So it was just dust. There was just... Yeah, everything's covered in ash, right? Like thick gray. Yeah, and to me, and I told Mara I'd show her some pictures. You'll see the ash. I mean, it's like, what is it? It's bodies. It's like, I I didn't know what it, it was just so, you know, overwhelming. And I didn't want anything. I was just like, you know what? I don't want anything. First of all, everything was destroyed, really. I mean, everything was just so covered in dust. And I also, you know, they looted the building. I walked out and there was a guy working on the elevator and he's like, oh, come here, come here. you got to see this. So I walk like out this little, I guess it was like an emergency exit door. And I'm literally staring at ground zero. I remember seeing his face. Like I remember the technician. I remember what he looked like, but I don't remember anything after walking out of that door. Apparently I snapped four rolls of film because I have all the pictures but I don't remember reloading film. You know, those were the days before smartphones. So 
me out at like a you know old fashioned camera as my son calls it. Yeah, right. And, and you know, I picked up some stuff on the street along the way. Like I, you know, there were papers everywhere. There was stuff from like you know pieces of the building and just I don't even know what I was doing. I wasn't even in my right mind. I don't know if this is like a question that you even can answer or know how to answer, but you know, it's been 20 years and you walked through something that all of us just saw on TV. I mean, you were in it, so it still kind of feels movie-ish to us, but like, what do you do in your life when you see something like that? Did you change your thoughts? Like, did you change what you're going to do? I don't even know how to answer that. I've been in a lot of therapy. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, I blacked out a lot of it, you know, and then I have friends that really, unfortunately, one of my best friends is in the building also, and he survived, and he really suffers badly from PTSD. I will tell you that planes really still bother me. Like, I instinctually, and that's so crazy 20 years later, but whenever a plane is flying low, I look up in the sky and I look for it to crash. Like, I just feel like it's going to crash. I don't know why. I, You know, I mean, I, obviously I know why I feel that way, but yeah. I hate flying. I only fly if I have to fly. Like, I have to take lots of Xanax and drink lots of Jack Daniels before I get on the plane. <laughs> but other than that, that's, it really feels like another lifetime ago. I don't even really know that person anymore that I was back then. I mean, I was much younger, and um, it was a long time ago. It sure was. It was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. And let me tell you, Melanie now is, you know, she met her husband and she has a little boy and, uh, you know, life's good. Yeah, she's got a good career. Yeah, it's really amazing to see how people can walk through certain things and get to the other side and and really do great. I got to say that stuff to me is so inspirational and motivational. Yeah. When I'm feeling down or feeling defeated or feeling overwhelmed, I think, man, people have gone through incredible trauma in their lives. They have witnessed and experienced things that I'll hopefully never, ever have to go through. And they've bounced back. They've found strength. They've moved forward. You know, it's funny. When I see that, I just think if they can do it, I can do it. You know, she talks about, you know, people running from the buildings and stuff when you talk to her and and you forget about those videos, the live videos we were watching, like it brought me right back to that moment. And again, we're just watching it on TV. It could have been a Mission Impossible movie, right? Like that's almost that disconnected when you are not in that situation. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, it was traumatizing for those of us who watched it on television. Yes. Let alone, she lived next door to the World Trade Center. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. All of her stuff to the point where you're looking at your stuff from your life and you're like, nope. Yeah, I don't even want to. I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, she shares an incredible story. You heard her mention the friend who's suffering from PTSD. Wait till you hear, like, what his experience was that day. It, it's crazy. It's stuff that I'd never heard of before. And uh, we're not going to dwell in the sadness of it, but it is important to remember all these years later, 9-11, because we do recognize that hum- humanity is tough. There are tough days. There are bad days. And when you see that people have moved on from these moments in life— It really does serve as that inspiration for you. I hope it works for you like that, too. We're also uh, paying tribute and remembering um, those lives lost on 9-11 because tomorrow is the 20th anniversary. And we've been surprised to find out, I have anyway, just how many Tucsonans have a connection, a direct connection to the World Trade Center or to what happened that day. 
20 um, years ago. 20 years ago. Our kids don't really know. It's a history item in their history book. They don't know. And so now it's the point where, you know, if your kid's old enough, you're like, hey, what do you know about 9-11? Right. And it's interesting to hear it, like, in a way they used to talk about other things. Exactly. Because they're now learning about it in school. This uh, this life event we all went through. Right. Uh, they're learning about that in their history books, and teachers are talking about those sorts of things. But uh, Mara's got a friend here in town, one of the people we were talking about, who has a Tucson direct connection to what happened that day. She lived, she's from New York. She lived at, at ground zero, basically. She was in a building that was literally attached to the World Trade Center, and she told us about that a little bit earlier. Um, she also had a friend who had a, a unique experience that day, and she tells that story uh, not often, but we convinced her to share it with you because it's powerful. So my friend, Michael, he was my best friend for many years, college, actually, from U of A. That's where we met, but he was from Jersey. He was in the building that day. He traded coffee and sugar. He would normally, like, go to breakfast at Windows on the World. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but it's a restaurant at the top of the Trade Center. And that day on 9-11, he went to work, but he was he had so much work to do that the guy that he normally went with all the time to breakfast said, hey, let's go. And he's like, I can't today. And then and his friend died, unfortunately. So that was very sad. But he was in his office. They heard an explosion, and he thought it was a bomb. And everybody started running to the ferry. They were screaming, go to the ferry, go to the ferry, which was, you know, right there by the water. And so he got on a ferry to go to New Jersey just to escape. I mean, people were just running. They didn't know where to go. The ferry was, like, sinking. Like, there were so many people on the ferry. He said he was so scared. Oh, my gosh. So many people climbed on all at the same time. It started sinking right there in the harbor. Yeah, they just ran for the ferry. and. When the ferry was halfway between New York and New Jersey, the buildings fell. You know, everybody just started sobbing. I mean, people still had friends in the building and coworkers. And I knew he was in the building, so I was trying to reach him all day. And some nice person in New Jersey took all these people into into their home. And, um, yeah, that was his story. And he's the one who really, really suffers. I mean, he really just never recovered. She said he goes through really brutal PTSD to this day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is sad. But a tale of so many different people who came out of 9-11 and went in so many different directions since then. She said almost all of her friends and family moved out of the city, moved out of the area. That She ended up in Arizona. Like, they just had to all get away. Yeah. And she doesn't want to go back. Right. Ever. She said, she said, I don't need to be there. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. And, you know, got married since she's moved here, had... A boy, you know, and just as having a really great life was able to find a way to make it good. So we share stories like that with you for for reasons like that, because uh, I think it helps people like me, maybe people like you, when you see people go through horrible, awful tragedy and somehow rebound from it and live really positive lives afterwards. I think that's inspirational. When I when she shares the story about the family in New Jersey who just welcomed yeah. people, the oh. strangers. I mean, in New York City, There's... you don't welcome strangers. You don't even look at strangers. <laughs> and that day, everybody yeah. worked together yeah. to try and help each other out. Well, there's know? goodness in people. There's most, goodness. Most people. There's goodness. Yes. I think there's goodness in everybody. Maybe not as much as some of the others, but, you know, everybody's got a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Sprinkle. <laughs> right now, we want to celebrate a little kindness in our community with Ben's Bells. This week's Ben's Bells Bellies. It's a duo, Mayor. Oh, a duo. Gail Kokorik and Dora Luz Rodriguez 
were nominated by Sandra Anderson for their work with Casa de la Esperanza. And uh, Sandra says, Gail and Dora's kindness, especially to immigrants, radiates throughout our region. She says, she tells the story about how she met both of them and how they've helped provide food and water and medical aid to people who struggle, you know, when they're coming to the United States. And she said that uh, Dora especially knows firsthand how hard it is having lost 13 friends who were trying to immigrate here from El Salvador many, many years ago. And so since then, Gail and uh, Dora have just reached out to as many people as they can to help along the border, not just those who are trying to uh, seek asylum here in the United States that are fleeing dangerous situations, but also to help out the Border Patrol and other volunteers. They're just, these are people who reach out to the community. What do you need? How can we help? Yeah. We've got resources. We know people. Tell us what you need. We'll make it happen. And they're adorable. They're their photo oh. standing right outside. Isn't that cool? And, yeah, yeah. Helping others. Like, that's the key. Super special. And we love hearing the good news stories of people in our community doing kind things helping others, reaching out, helping others. Man, that's what we're all put on this earth for. So thank you, Gail, Dora, this week's Ben's Bells of Belly, and thank you for uh, telling us about them, Sandra. We love those stories. 94.9 Mix FM, Greg and Mare, and you're caller nine, you win! Woo! <laughs> I love fun and free stuff. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, free's my favorite word. Free and expensive. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is your name? This is Crystal. 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 You're going to the game. Oh, yeah. Wildcats uh, taking on San Diego State University at Arizona Stadium tomorrow night. A brand new era of Arizona football at Arizona Stadium. Jed Fish and the Cats ready to go, and you're going to be there. Greg, Greg, and Mayor, and Mayor. Good morning. Mornings on 94.9 Mix FM.